welcome back to another episode of Improper Mimi, where we talk about some of the very things that have helped to empower women in all aspects of their lives, whether it's at home, work, or play. This is your host, Mimi Jacks, and this week we're going to focus a little bit on play and healthy sexual relationships, both of which can be enhanced by sex therapy. Our guest today will talk not only about how sex therapy can help with issues within a relationship, but also how it aids in the empowerment and mental health well-being of women as well. So be sure to listen up and share with a friend so they can listen in as well. All right, so today, podcasters, we have with us Casey, and we are going to get into some good juicy conversations today we're going to be talking about a little bit about sex and self-care self-love for black women pleasure relationships um you know just a little bit of touch on a little of all those topics and um but before we even begin what i want to do is i want to ask casey if you could introduce yourself let the people know who you are and why it is that you love what you do Absolutely. So thank you again for having me on your podcast. Um, my name is Casey, Casey Polite, and um, aka Pleasure Pusher. So um, self-proclaimed Pleasure Pusher, my passion for empowering people to pursue pleasure with confidence um, has given me the space to really help and support people in their process and in their journey. So I am a sex therapist. Um, I'm a clinical social worker by license and have been doing that for over 18 years and decided to open up a private practice last year specializing in sex therapy because um, there aren't many people that look like us talking about sex and pleasure. Um, I believe that there are only two of us in the state of Texas where I am um in texas is big as hell so <laughs> so there's only two of us in the state um and i'm going through a special um certification program as well on top of it just to add to the credibility um so <laughs> so i love i think the second part of your question was about my love and passion for what i do um being able to and i understand as a therapist and i do sex coaching as well but i'm serving my clients right i'm partnering with them on a very individualized journey that they have given me access to yeah mm -hmm. and i'm honored by that right i mean talking about sex and pleasure is one of the most intimate things that you can talk to somebody about people don't talk to their closest friends sometimes some you know i didn't have i haven't had an orgasm in three years yeah. their sister circle doesn't know about it <laughs> but i get to know about it and i get to be a part of that so i absolutely love it absolutely yeah. oh, yes. that's great i mean first of all loving what you do is empowering in itself and it's necessary it because then you really bring your full joy into mm -hmm. what it is that you're doing and how you're helping mm -hmm. other people 
people. That's and right. when most people in our black community even hear therapy, you know, sometimes they run the other run. way. Yes. It's not always something that is, you know, encouraged, talked about at the dinner table. Although, yeah. you know, I feel like it may be changing a little more now than it did years ago. So sure. I can only imagine, you know, sex therapy being something that either people are not aware of that, mm -hmm. oh, I can actually go and talk to someone about this. Or, you know, so how do most people, you know, find you or, do, you know, I don't know if you could say like, what are their, their reason or desires to like coming to talk about sex therapy, like to acknowledge yeah. that it's something to speak about? No, I think that's a fair question because even though I've been in the therapy field, I wasn't even aware that there were actually sex therapists till probably five to six years ago. Mm -hmm. I mean, I didn't, I just thought that all therapists kind of brought this aspect into their work and was very sad to find out that that's not the case, that mm -hmm. a lot of therapists aren't comfortable talking about sexual dysfunction. They don't feel like they've had the training to do that. And then also working in the medical field, I was coming across so many doctors who are having these in-depth conversations with their patient about health issues, but never touching on okay, I'm going to prescribe this medication, but it's going to lower your libido. Uh, hello, I need to know that in advance before I decide that I'm going to take that medication, right? Yeah. But it's not something that comes up in conversation. Um, so, so how do people find me? I think um, directories I use very heavily, like psychology.com, therapy for black girls, yeah. Those type of directories where I can just get my information out in a bio and something that gives people kind of a really quick bullet point. If I have any of these issues, I can contact her and get support. So any type of dysfunction related to sex. So that's mm -hmm. lack of orgasm, issues with libido, erectile dysfunction, um, premature ejaculation, mm -hmm. Any, any of those reasons. Not having orgasms. Yes, yes, yeah. Or getting caught up in limiting beliefs mm -hmm. from religion, culture, society, what have you. Those are things that come up a lot um, in my practice, particularly religion. I was, I was gonna say, I'm like, so. For our community. I think that's what, because mm -hmm. of. The sanctity of sex and pleasure and how the only context for it is within the marriage bed between two people and yes. not just two people, but a man and a woman, right? Yes, yeah. Very limited. So, and I think for my own personal journey, I had a, you wanna call it a spell. I had a period of time where I was caught up under some religious doctrine that had a very heavy influence on how I saw myself as a sexual being. And so once I was able to separate from that um, and get to explore it for myself, the world opened up, um, right? Yeah. And you know, when you experience something great, I mean, I'll use food as an example. When you eat something good, you're like, everybody come to this restaurant. This food is amazing, right? So it's the same thing. It's like, oh my gosh, there's all this pleasure yeah. that we could have. Mm. I need to tell everybody about it because I went through a period of time where I didn't allow myself to do that. Right. Masturbation in particular is big in our community as far as being two sided. Either it's horrible. Don't do it. It's a sin. Don't touch yourself. Don't even look at it to 
you should do it every day, five times a day. Are you kidding? The health benefits are amazing, right? So now, of course, I'm on that side of the fence, but it was a journey getting getting there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can, and I think even myself, you know, with with the whole Improper Mimi podcast, I, I was telling someone before, it's not that the topics I talk about are so improper, you know, but mm. it's that just being used to compartmentalizing things and mm -hmm. not being free to speak about them. So, yeah. n you know, not being able to talk about, you know, sex with, you know, people or family. Yeah. Um, girlfriends, I think I've had pretty good girlfriend circles. That's good. You know, good. Of being able to, you know, express myself, talk to them. And, mm -hmm. but yeah, it's, it's still very, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's taboo. It's yeah, still... it's very taboo. Mm -hmm. It's very um, not always empowering. It's 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 right. shame and guilt. You know, sometimes a lot of shame and guilt associated. A lot of shame. With yes. That. Yeah. Um, so like even relationships, you know, um, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, just that whole power play. Be like, okay, you know, I I can use this as yes, a, as a tool. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And you horrible. know for yeah you know when they're dating then they 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 don't date or they only date one person and others are dating multiple people <laughs> exactly yeah exactly yeah and I can remember you know talking to friends I'm like there is some freedom and some yeah. power in in you know multiple dating or absolutely communicating you know communicating yeah. about it um so I don't know where that lies in the whole spectrum of getting to know yourself and mm -hmm. your body or your desires, but then also, you know, how it impacts your dating. <laughs> yeah, I know, because when you think about it, there's casual sex, there's sex that's in a committed relationship or sex that's within a relationship that has very clear boundaries or guidelines about also being open, right? Mm -hmm. So there's all these different scenarios but the most important thing is that we should each individually be empowered to choose what we want. Yeah. And we can't choose until we know who we are. Yes. So then we have to go through that journey on a personal level to then be in a space to make the best choice about how we express that. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then even being able to understand for yourself what is a healthy sexual relationship yes i could see people definitely needing to come for some sex therapy to get that you know unjumbled yes. within their mind <laughs> yes yes and you would be surprised how many women have a very um narrow-minded perspective mm -hmm. of sex mm -hmm. um that sex is has to be penetration when that's not true, right? But that's what society has taught us. That's what we learned in fifth grade, um, <laughs> sex ed. I don't know what you learned in your fifth grade sex ed, but mine was all about procreation and having my menstrual cycle and sexually transmitted disease. <laughs> oh, I don't know. But I mean, the message that we received as you know people who identify as female is that we are there to receive yeah from our partner right we're just mm -hmm. yeah I had a, I was talking to a young lady the other day and she was saying she's like you know what I think I'm a pillow princess 
And I was like, okay, what's your definition of that? Yeah, what? It was okay. like, she's been married three years, young. She's like 26. Yeah. And she said, I just lay there oh. when my husband's having sex with me on the pillow, looking pretty, but yeah. she doesn't really know what to do. Like she, some, something as simple as not knowing how her body should respond yeah. to the pleasure. She wasn't, it wasn't connecting for her. Yeah. Um, and her understanding is that it really was about him experiencing pleasure. It wasn't about hers. Well, yeah, he said he has sex with her. It wasn't, it didn't sound like they were both having sex together when we have sex, but it was when he's doing yeah. his business, then yeah. she, you know, yeah. Just laying there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. I know. You want to be able to like fully, to be in the moment and to enjoy it. Exactly. I mean, even for years, I would say it, it just kind of felt, yeah, it just felt like kind of doing the do, you know, it's it, nothing special, you know, but like, oh, yeah. you guys have orgasms? <laughs> that's great. Great <laughs> good for you. <laughs> Be like, yeah, when he goes right. to sleep, then, then that's when I get mine. <laughs> right, right. Yes. And it should not be that way. <laughs> exactly. So I think that even just coming with an age or whatever, or I don't know, yeah. Whether it's the 40s and you're just like, I don't care anymore, just do whatever yeah. you want, you know, but to make sure that, you know, like I say, at home, work or play, you want to be sure that um, you are enjoying yourself, that you are free to express yourself and you don't have to yes. hold those feelings inside. And, you know, yes. I feel like that comes into a big play in sex because it is so close that you are with this other person. Exactly. And for you not to enjoy it or for you to feel um, um, guilty or, or um, fear, I don't know, you know, whatever exactly. it is, if you're not yes. enjoying it, then it could be like any other range of feelings that it really, you, you really should have that conversation with, you know, like your partner. That's right. Yeah. And people don't necessarily know how to have that conversation. Yeah. Uh, how to advocate for themselves. Um, but again, it comes to understanding yourself. So if you don't know what makes you feel good, how are you going to tell that to anybody else? Yeah. Yeah. You're not. You're <laughs> not. And then most of the time when two people get together, they do what the last person likes. Oh, yeah, that doesn't work. You know what I mean? Like, right. But I mean, it's just this automatic, like, well, he liked it when I licked the tip first, and then I did this, so I guess I should do that with this person without yeah. taking the time to get to know the other person's body yeah. and what is what drives their arousal mm -hmm. um, and understanding that. Now, I mean, some, you know, signature moves may still work from person to person. That's fine. But in general, our perspective really should be looking at it as a new experience. And we're creating an experience with the person. Yeah. Um, because sex is a place where we go. It's not just something that we do. Mm -hmm. So really being able to identify for yourself, where, where do I go when I'm engaged sexually? Um, People who are very dominant in their work may look at sex as a place where they can go and be submissive because they are tired of <laughs> delegating and telling people what to do nine to five yeah. mm -hmm. and have a high stress job. So when they're with their partner and they're playing, yeah. you know, it's like, can I not 
have to make any decisions, please? Yeah. Right? Do I have to do this? Like, why do I always have to be the one to initiate? I've talked with friends about feeling like tired from always initiating the mm-hmm. um, the romanticism in the relationship yeah. or uh, feeling guilty, you know, for being the one always to initiate. Be like, man, why, why, you know, why can't he initiate sometimes? Or, you know, or feeling like, oh man, you know, I feel like I'm attacking him or something like that. Sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So and again, being able to communicate that is key yeah. because I think people are often very sensitive to, I mean, it depends on the, the nature of the relationship, but people don't want to bruise the other person's ego. They want to make sure that their delivery is in a way that it's received. Yeah. Um, and we have to be mindful of those things, but a fear of giving information that might hurt someone is not a good enough reason to not share what you need and what's going on for you. So yeah. I think there's a lot of women that I work with just getting past that right? Like, oh, he would be devastated if I told him. And then my thought is, well, aren't you devastated that you're not experiencing pleasure? Yeah. Well, yes, but, you know, and it's like, okay, let's, we need to look at this differently. Where's, where's that equality and safety in the relationship? If you can't speak to your partner about either something that's bothering you or something that would please you, you know, I don't know. Yeah. It's not really feeling safe to discuss that. Like you say, without hurting somebody's feelings. Um, yes. Rip no, the bandaid off, girl. Just, you know, that's right. Over with, and then you can move forward from there. <laughs> yes. No, it's true. But I think also yeah. too, I'm curious what you, what you think about this as well, but in our community, there's so many issues with trust. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a hurdle to get over in and of itself. And so when people have real life experiences where mm-hmm. people who they should have been able to trust, like a parent or a close family member, let alone um, someone they were in a relationship with, but yeah. that just adds to, you know, it supports their theory of like, I can't be honest. Yeah. I can't trust this person with the information. Mm-hmm. And, and, it, and it also, those previous relationships or experiments or or traumas definitely play a role into that because if you you know i i've talked i've had one woman on the the podcast with me who is a survivor of suicide who you know who's Mm. attempted suicide on different occasions and um other women you know victims of you know sexual abuse and um going through those kind of things yeah you, you could feel afraid that if i share this with that person they'll leave or if I, or feeling like you're doing something wrong because of a previous relationship. And so you don't feel like, oh, I'm not gonna tell him. I really don't like when he goes down on me because then he's gonna feel upset and then he's gonna leave me, then I'm not gonna have this relationship. And so I'll just like be like, okay, yeah, that's great. <laughs> you know, and so true. You know, I just, you know, I just hope and wish for, for, for my sisters and women to just feel comfortable enough I mean, first of all, to be in a relationship to me is brave because yes, that is a lot of trust, you know, yeah, I'll say right there, that whole commitment thing, you know, it, it, it kind of, you know, like got to get used to it, but sure. to be in a committed relationship, you know, if that's yeah. what you're in or whatever it is that, you know, people are in at that time, um, yeah. I, you know, to be able to let your guard down with that person is, yes very rewarding it is scary 
but it's it's very rewarding to be able to talk to someone and yeah. share these feelings and waves of emotion coming over your body you know with mm -hmm. so yeah. yeah no you bring up a good point too because i think part of the challenge is we as black women have to do that for ourselves first mm. we can't expect ourselves to be open and vulnerable and transparent and all these little keywords that we hear people throw out that you should be in a relationship if you aren't that for you yeah yeah mm -hmm. but then i'm sure people will be like well how do i do that for me you know how do i you know, mm. little small wins. I guess first recognizing yeah. where you're not happy, where you're not, yes, um, where you're not setting those boundaries, and where you're letting people take advantage of you, or where you're right. just putting on that mask, you know, and faking the front and just saying I'm okay with this when, yes. when you're really not okay with it inside. Um, and so I'm all for the mental wellness and, yes. and self-care. And I, I would love, you know, that's why we want to talk about it. We want people to know there is sex therapy. There are ways yes. to um, think and talk about this with someone where mm -hmm. you can express yourself in an open atmosphere and then try to figure out what it is with yourself that you want and need. And then mm -hmm. you can share and express that with others. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, because we can't lie to ourselves. We could try, but, but it won't go very far. <laughs> no, but we yeah. do. And so when we're not authentic with ourselves, the example you gave of just like, I don't want to say anything. I really don't want him to go down on me, but I'll just deal with it. Mm -hmm. But you don't like it. <laughs> so, but you're telling yourself it's okay. Right? Yeah. If someone is to constantly bring you home jerk chicken, but you really just want curry chicken, then exactly. you say something or they're going to keep doing the same thing. <laughs> yes. Yes. So part of that is knowing what you like. That's knowing who you are mm -hmm. and spending time with yourself. I mean, I think the most important thing about self care is that it's an intimate time with yourself. Mm -hmm. And so during that time, how are you using it? Self-care is not just going to the beauty salon or getting your nails done, right? Like yeah. self-care goes beyond the surface. Mm. So it's going to touch your heart and it's going to touch your mind. Mm -hmm. So when you think about what are the things that I can engage in, like journaling, oh, yeah. doing things to promote um, body positivity, you know, on Sundays, I promote taking sensual selfies. Mm -hmm. And it's not to take a nude for somebody. It's for yourself. You don't even have to be nude. But it's for you to engage with yourself, set the scene, the lighting, do what you need to do to connect with your own body and see yourself through a sensual lens that you get to define. Yeah. Because we're so used to everybody else looking at us and defining oh, you're beautiful. Oh, you're the, you know, mm -hmm. but how do you feel from the inside out? Yeah. I, I, I mean, just even holding that stress within your body. Um, exactly. And we could bring that even back to sex too, of some people just, you know, using sex as a release, you yes. know, maybe not really connecting with the person, you know, but just using it as a release. And, you know, I'm like, that can't, I mean, I think it can't be healthy, but maybe it, maybe it can be just, I guess it all depends on how your 
releasing and expressing yourself but um right and 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 i guess if you're being honest with yourself too so you know everything's connected being honest with yourself on why you're doing what you're doing you know exactly um so yeah 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 no that's a good point and sex is a stress reliever Mm -hmm. right any type of sexual activity can relieve stress the moment those endorphins get released Mm -hmm. I mean, it improves our immune system. I I don't see why people are not engaging in activity as often as possible. There's too many benefits to it. Oh, so yeah. So maybe we might need to talk about some of those like scientific health benefits or just benefits. um, Yeah. Yeah. So I think sex and self-pleasure. No. (laughs) Yes. Well, yes. And I, I'm glad you brought up self-pleasure because that is where we learn what we like Mm. as well right so when we can touch ourselves Mm. and then be able to articulate that we know what we're feeling Mm. um that's important but again self-pleasure can be a stress reliever i have clients that religiously self-pleasure before they go to bed because that's the only way they're going to go to sleep right so they have issues with insomnia they're dealing with depression and other mental health issues they're not in a relationship they live alone yeah yeah i will recommend as many toys and vibrators (laughs) and anything i can think of that will aid in that process because it's it really does provide uh an overall sense of relaxation yeah um and sex can be healing it's very healing as well um if we choose to use it in that way Mm -hmm. but i do see it as a way to manifest things as well mm-hmm. so let me tell you something i just i have to put, put this in here so this <laughs> is what i would encourage you to do the next time you use self-pleasure uh-huh. right before you have an orgasm i want you to think about something that you're trying to manifest in your life doesn't matter what it is work-related relationships what have you yeah. you're going to think about that thing now it probably isn't the thing that makes you aroused So you just need to have it in your mind so that at the moment you have your orgasm, as it's released, you're picturing that thing being manifested. Hmm. Listen, I promise you, you're gonna send me an email, text, DM, (laughs) and say, Casey, Uh you are absolutely, like, I can't believe the power that we have in the energy of releasing an orgasm and manifesting. It's amazing. So wait, so Untapped, people don't talk about it enough, but it's unreal. Yeah. So what is this homework again? So we think of something that we want to achieve. Think of um, something you want to manifest. Something we want to manifest. And then as we're pleasuring ourselves, then at that orgasm, right when we release, think of that thing. Okay. Yes. Imagine it already manifested. Okay. Yeah. So the energy that you put out through your orgasm is going to help manifest that thing that you set your intention on in that moment mm-hmm. yes i'm gonna have to think about that because i'm like well how can i think about this when i'm thinking about that <laughs> right so no listen it's tricky no the first time i did it i was so confused because i was like okay wait this is it okay so you have to have it in mind right mm-hmm. so you know what it is then you just kind of put it on the shelf okay then you go to your fantasy land or if you're watching porn whatever you choose to use then you stay in that space. You grab it off the shelf the right before the orgasm. All right, let me take some practice. I have to do it. Yeah, no, that's fun too. So you can just <laughs> practice figuring that out. 
but when you do it, the power that you feel, mm -hmm. it stands out. Oh, yes. good. All right. Yes. Everyone, so you have some homework as you're listening to this. You can rewind, play it back again. Yes, I want you guys to practice this manifest. Okay, practice that. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think as people um, discuss, or even as, as they're so used to talking to friends, you know, um, and what are some of those benefits that they can develop or that they can um, explore by talking, you know, with someone such as yourself for sex therapy versus just re the regular girlfriends, you know, that you talk to or mm -hmm. um, I, I mean, I would imagine there's a little more freedom there where, yes. like you say, you don't always want everyone in your private bedroom, sure. business, you know, sure. so, um, as people are in a relationship or if they're trying to get into a relationship and they're trying to figure out what are my blockers, you know, like what is holding me back from like really enjoying this, um, your friends may not be able to help you, you know? So, um, yeah. What are, what are some of those other benefits that, you know, like you really get from like sex therapy? So I think one of the big things is as much as our friends may not think that they're putting their judgment or um, providing advice through their lens. They are, right? <laughs> no matter how you cut it. So with talking with a therapist, really of any kind, is that you really get that safe space with no judgment and someone who doesn't have this assumption that they know you. See, our girlfriends kind of have this, they're like, girl, I know like from the last two relationships and this and that, like they feel like they know you. And so as a result, their advice in how they may process what you're sharing with them, mm -hmm. I mean, it's a mixed bag of what you might get. So in therapy, when you have someone that is really using evidence-based therapy modalities that work, yeah. right? I mean, most importantly, that work and that non-judgment zone for things that may um, really challenge the society's norm or their friend group's norm, right? So when I get, when I get a wife that's married to her husband for 10 years and needs space to say, I'm finding myself attracted to other men sexually, she's not telling her friends because her friends their husbands are friends with her husband. You see what I mean? Like it just, yeah. it's complicated. Mm -hmm. yeah. So to be able to have those conversations to say what you're feeling is normal, right? And then how do you address that? What do you do with that? So therapy is, it's phenomenal. And I think every therapist should have a therapist <laughs> as well at some point yeah. in their journey mm -hmm. because we're human too. So you might not need a sex therapist, but you need that unbiased professional um, space where you can talk and get some support. Yeah, I, I think even one of my friends was talking about being in a group of therapists and the other, like some of the white therapists now with so much uh, racial injustice and, you know, trauma going on, people are reaching out, you know, um, to their therapist to talk about, you know, racial injustice and what can I do? What can I do? And a lot of the white, uh, you know, the white therapists 
not knowing how to react or not knowing, you know, so they're looking for therapy, you know, with mm -hmm. other, you know, just, you know, even for themselves or for yes. like recommendations, like, you know, what are we doing? How are we handling this? Like right. as an industry, you know, like it's, it's a lot and I could see it. The more people are vocal about it, the more it's just kind of shot up with like more visible and, and hearing about it a lot more. Um, mm -hmm. Very true. Yeah. There, I remember what I was going to ask you about. Oh, okay. What is it? <laughs> so tell me what you think about this, because talking okay. with some friends, I'm not married, you know, in a relationship, but I have some married friends and mm -hmm. they were talking about a woman who her husband was so upset because she was pleasuring herself and he was in the bed next to her. And the guys were like, oh, no, 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 no. And I'm like, well, I could see a case for that. You know, you may not want the whole rigmarole and, you know, you just may want to relax and go to sleep and all of the communication and everything. But like, ah, I, I'll just take care of myself and go to bed. <laughs> so what do you think about like that scenario? Because the guys are definitely like, oh, no, that's wrong or wrong. Like something's wrong with him. And I'm like, no, not necessarily that something's wrong with him. This is what she had decided to do, but you know. Yes, I agree with you completely. And I'm glad that you said it in that way, first of all. Um, but again, that goes back to this idea that our sexuality is connected to our partner mm. and it's not. So it, they see it as a, a personal attack against either their ability to please, which is why you now have to please yourself mm -hmm. when that is not the case. We can have both. One doesn't you know, cancel out the other. But a lot of men, their sense of masculinity is defined by their ability to please their partner, yeah. um, which is why I often see a lot in couples where the men are so frustrated when they said, I can't make her come mm -hmm. because they're so orgasm focused in the encounter and not pleasure focused, where it is not a man's responsibility to make a woman come. It's something that you all create together. And if a woman is thinking about laundry or meal planning, I don't care what you do to her during that sexual encounter, she is not in a space to be relaxed and to have an orgasm. I don't care what you're doing. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, it troubles me, but I'm not surprised when I hear men get upset about that. And I think it comes up often with incorporating toys as well. Um, because men are often intimidated in heterosexual relationships um, because they feel like the toy could, you know, make them distinct, which is ridiculous. It is not the same. Yeah. It's, it's about variety. Do you want to eat the same three meals every week? I don't. It's the same with sexual pleasure. You don't, we need variety. Yeah. And, and I, I love that we're relating sex so much to food because... I know. Well, I love food, so I'm sorry. <laughs> I love food, I to, too. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, because, you know, I've, I've talked to people before about, well, it's, you know, that foreplay, you know, those toys, perhaps, those could be the yes. appetizer, and then That's your partner right. is the main meal. So exactly. it doesn't take away from the meal, like, if you have a snack ahead of time, you know, or maybe you want no. your dessert first and then you'll have your entree later, you know, exactly. but uh, yeah, I know guys like on both sides who are like, oh yeah, that's a toy. Hey, let's play with that. Let's see what it does. And another one would be like, no, what are you doing with that? What, why is that here? And I'm like, because it's yeah. mine. No. <laughs> yes. And I enjoy it. And 
most of female pleasure comes from clitoral stimulation anyway. It's not inside of the vagina. So how about we try some different things? Yeah. <laughs> and the thing that's interesting to me is that the toy is not connected to a body or an emotional source. So for men to get so intimidated by something that really is just this tangible object that yeah. does not provide their wife, girlfriend, whomever, with any type of emotional connection. It's like, how are you even comparing yourself? Like, what does that say about how you see yourself and your role in the relationship? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like you're warm know. and cuddly and this exactly. is like a purple so or blue thing, you know, like <laughs> exactly. that. Like we love that you said purple or pink though those are like the most <laughs> common colors <laughs> exactly right that's great well you know casey this has been great you know we've had some really good like tidbits here uh what to do what to uh um expect you know what we can expect from our partners but we can ex even expect from therapy um when we allow ourselves to open up you know and yeah, do I just, I just hope it just opens up a whole new world of exploration for people. Yes, um, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And I do have to ask, is there anything that you've ever wanted to ask a sex therapist? Because now's your chance, like. I know, right? Hmm. <laughs> Mine probably wouldn't, well, let's see. What would I ask a sex therapist? Hmm. I don't know. Hmm. And it can be general. It doesn't necessarily yeah. have to be, you know, yeah. personal. Yeah. Actually, there is something that I, I did think of, but I was like, oh, no, that's too improper. But you know what? No, this is improper. Isn't meaning. that what it's <laughs> called? Yeah, this is improper. <laughs> so, and, and, it's, and again, not that it's so improper, but it is such a touchy subject for women um, who have been like victims of rape, you know, yes. that yes. Um, like in, what is it? Um, I may destroy you where she's in like a therapy mm. circle and she's talking about um well what is it that i could do different because you know she had been raped twice and uh, and i don't know where i was going with that but it but being able to overcome yeah. such a um such a, a violent act against you know, a woman yeah. or, and, and even from that show also, it could have happened to a man also, but yeah. to be able to overcome such a thing, like, like to reprogram your mind that it's yeah. not you, you know, it's not your fault, you know, like, right. yeah, I, I, I yeah. that is a multi-step process to, you know, for sure, back into the game after that. But that yeah. could be something you know that would be a blocker in relationships and in sex and even wanting mm -hmm. to have sex or how you deal mm -hmm. with sex. That's, we got a whole new topic right here, a whole new show. No, for sure. No, the healing that has to take place um, and understanding that your trauma doesn't define who you are um, and that it's an experience that you lived through, mm -hmm. but it does not then change who you are um, as an individual, right? It doesn't have that level of power. And that really, if people can see how getting through it has strengthened them, mm. they can use that to have even more confidence and power as a sensual person um, than they might have had before. Yeah, to just reclaim um, 
the control over your own body. That's, That's powerful. Right. It's it is. You know? No, it yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it's something that many people have come in contact with and they may not speak about. So hopefully just hearing and listening, you know, you guys are not alone. That's right. Absolutely. It's it's really good to be able to, to, to talk and to bring that up, you know, and for people to continue the conversation. Um, yes. So whether you've talked about these kind of things with your friends before, or hopefully you talk about them with your partner, um, mm -hmm. but you know, there's always a therapist out there that is there to help. So and right. shout out to our black therapist. Yay! Thank We're you here. for being there. Thank you for being you and for- um, For sure. I definitely wanted to mention, you know, congrats on having your own practice, you know, congratulations. Thank you. Setting that up and having that for the Thank last you. year. So, Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I'm excited. Yeah. Thank you. Last question. What's been the most challenging aspect for you starting your own sex therapy journey? The most challenging? Uh, good question. Yeah, that's a good question. I'm trying to think. Um, one of the things that's been very challenging is when I had to tell family and friends when I was opening my practice. And they were like, oh, a a therapy, that's great. What are you going to specialize in? I'm like, sex, sex. And they're like, what's They're like, what? <laughs> sex, right? So the very thing that I'm saying has been taboo that people whisper about, I found myself even feeling like, yeah. Mm, to keep right? So I had to work, yeah, because yeah. everybody had an opinion about that. Oh my Literally. God. Yeah, yeah, good and bad. Um, and I even got into it with some family members um, because of the liberal mindset that I have around sex and alternative relationships, right? So that in and of itself, um, I support open relationships. I support, you know, ethical non-monogamy. Like there's so many things that a lot of people, Ooh, they don't share. That. I like that. Ethical non-monogamy? Yes. Yeah. yeah, we'll have to do an episode on that. <laughs> I think that could justify a few things. She so. did. She was like, so that's what I'm doing. <laughs> Let me write that down. Write that down. <laughs> we'll have to do an episode where we talk about alternative relationship styles. Yes, there's so many. That would be fun. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because I could recognize as we're talking that most of my examples or whatever is definitely between a man and a woman but yeah acknowledging that there's so many different styles oh, of relationships yes. and yes. um and ethical non-monogamy yes and i see such a wide range in my practice like i yeah. see bisexual relationships heterosexual relationships lesbian relationships i mean there's so Major many affairs you know exactly yeah 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 yeah. So thank you for um, for all your words. My pleasure. Thanks, Casey. You're welcome. <laughs> well, that was a great episode. I hope you all took away some pointers and have a new outlook on sex therapy. Keep being bold as you find the power within yourselves and be safe out there while doing it, my friends. Protect yourselves and keep telling Black stories. And proper Mimi out. We'll talk to you later. Ciao.